Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? Welcome to another episode of Fan Bros, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. The only podcast that talks about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. Hosted by your boy, DJ Ben Ami, a.k.a. Lando Californication, a.k.a. the Ghost in the Shell Toe, reading Rambro, keep that same energon when you see me, Michael Beige. Amongst other things, but you know, I'm going to keep it short tonight because we got a lot to get into, and as always, I'm joined by... What's up, everybody? I'm Jeff J. The Merc with a mic, a.k.a. Dwayne Wade Wilson, Durags to Riches, Earth, Wind, and Firestorm, John Bodega, Bagger Vance, Astro, Brian McKnight, Thrasher, and Fax the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that one, Fax the Destroyer. <laughs> and like you hear, Tatiana Keen jones is not here tonight. But I'm back, you know, so you ain't got nothing else to worry about, right? You know, it's the dynamic <laughs> duo. Ben, I mean, Jeff J says, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Let, let's say that again. Subscribe on YouTube right there. You know, look right below us right now on that video. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like on this video. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. Five star, whatever it is on YouTube. Thumbs up. I don't know. But, you know, do the... The good things, yes, you know, because it's Fan Bro Show for all nerds. Thank you. And if you're on SoundCloud right now listening to this, go over to YouTube and subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed on SoundCloud, iTunes, all those other places, Spotify, wherever you find us. Leave a rating, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Thank you. How you doing, Jeff? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. Hopefully this weather stops acting uh, crazy and we can get some consistency. But other than that, I'm straight. All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You over in New York City right now. I'm out here on the west side, the best side. Well, I won't I won't say that, but, you know, it is, it, it is pretty <laughs> nice, at least. The weather, the weather over here has been pretty great, too, though. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I've been traveling, though, you know, seeing a few islands, you know, and things. So I, I've, I've had some good weather, you know. Okay. Hope everyone else out there is enjoying themselves, living their best life, as you should be. But, you know, we got some deep things to talk about. You know, we've been talking about ourselves for the last few minutes and all that. But let's get into what y'all here for. Tonight, Fan Bro Show for all nerds, like I said before. And I wouldn't even call this a controversy, man. This is more like, you know, I don't know, a minor disturbance in the force right now. <laughs> but a, a couple of people are seem to be upset, you know, by the release of some images and the video from the remake of the Thundercats cartoon coming to Cartoon Network very soon. Uh... It looks like everything else. I won't lie. I mean, it looks like Steven Universe. It looks like everything else that pops out of, you know, Cartoon Network now and again right now. And I wasn't very impressed, but at the same time, I, it didn't make me where I was like, oh, my God, my childhood is ruined. Because, honestly, I, didn't, I mean, the original Thundercats is okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the nostalgia kind of covers for the fact that a lot of those 80s shows were shaky. But they were still Oof. they still had their their uh, their good points. Um, I, I think my issue was more so not so much the look. I mean, the look was crazy when you think about what the original Thundercats was. <laughs> it's difference. just like 
it's like one of those shows where you enter the universe where everything's a cartoon and you're looking at your hands and your feet like, yo, I'm now I'm I'm Dexter or whatever, or the Powerpuff Girls. But you know, like that that era had its look. This era has their look. And that's not what was really as unsettling for me. It was the fact that they already came out a few years ago with a Thundercats remake. And it was kind of fire, man. Like, I'm not going to front. From what I remember, the old Thundercats and the new one that they had come before this one, I really enjoyed it. They flipped the original story, made it, they modernized it, and it was good. I guess they didn't get the viewers that they needed because they canceled it. And to cancel a, a cartoon after one season, that must have meant nobody was watching. Like, <laughs> no one at all. So if they feel like this route will gain them uh, more viewers, I can't be too upset. But I, I'm more upset that people didn't see that first season. I kind of wish it would have went on Netflix or one of these streaming services where people could have binged it and saw it, just like how Voltron is flourishing on Netflix. Uh, just see it for that first season and what it was. It, it was pretty good. It was. I, I will say that. I, I love that first season. I mean, rest in peace to Combat Jack. I remember when it was on, me and him used to talk about it and get all hype about it. But even that, I understood why it didn't attract the viewers because it had a lot of like episodes where it would drag on and you'd be like, all right, let's get to the point. It was just, you know, it was a really dope idea for them to do it that way. And it went a little darker, a little more adult. I love how Lionel was a straight up hater in that joint. Yeah. <laughs> it was like hating on everyone because he wasn't the king yet. So that was ill. You know, it was a good take, but it didn't last. And now we have this. And like you said, you know, this is the modern look of today where this is what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get the, everybody looking like Powerpuff, everybody real happy and comical and, you know, for the kids. And back then, Thundercats was for the kids. And so I don't get why people are mad that this appeals to the kids of today. I mean, hopefully, I don't know, you know, hope, hopefully for them. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I heard people saying that there was similar issues when Teen Titans went to Teen Titans Go, and they went to that cartoon. But I, I, I don't know. To me, it was just different. Maybe because it worked. I like Teen Titans Go from from the mm -hmm. episodes that I've seen, and I like the original that came before it. So it, but but I, you know, the storytelling and how they present it is going to carry it over everything. And and Teen Titans Go took a more cartoonish route with it, other than being that live action, or I should say that more realistic cartoon like Batman and X-Men and Spider-Man and, and in that same vein. Um, but I, I can see why some people would be upset because they there were similar complaints when Teen Titans went to Teen Titans Go. But I, I, I can't articulate it really, but I feel like it was just different. Like the, like the Teen Titans Go characters look like cartoonish versions of that original series, but they don't look exaggerated like the Thundercats do. Like the Thundercats look like something completely different than what it originally was. Not even like a, just another, like a cartoonish version of what it was. This just looks like the Cartoon Network version of Thundercats. Mm. You know? And so, I, yeah, and, and I definitely agree with you 100% there. And, I, and if people are upset about that, that I can see. That's a definitely reasonable argument because like I said, it looks like everything else that you see right now. And so that was my problem with it. It wasn't something that would interest me like the last remake did. And even like I've seen the little clip from the new She-Ra remake. And even this has me more interested 
because of the voice acting talent behind it, mm-hmm. what the people behind it are saying, you know, and the look, the little glimpse of a look that we saw, that has me a lot more interested than this does. So I do understand people being upset, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, it's Thundercats, man. It was never, like, the original was not that good. The second remake was cool. But this ain't something where I'm like, oh, my God, you know, they're tearing my heart apart. It's even like when you go to other things like Transformers and, you know, those are part of my childhood. But Transformers, if you go back and watch those original cartoon, are like super suspect overall. You know, it has like this great concept, but it's just like the story episode after episode was pretty garbage. You know, and so when they get mad at Michael Bay for making these, you know, whatever movies that make a lot of money, it's like it's kind of the same thing. Right. Transformers the movie was fire though. Oh, like, I was, mean, come they, on, they bro. Put, they put all of their energy into storytelling for that one movie. That was fire. But there was a lot of filler. There was a lot of filler <laughs> in those old school <laughs> cartoons. They had to just get get through a lot of stuff. So I saw somebody compare uh, Transformers the movie to Infinity War in terms of like harshness. Oh, you know, yeah, and. And I and that hit me because I was like, yo, you know, my my comparison was Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. but I think a more apt comparison is Transformers. I will never forget being in that theater and being like, yo, they just shot Ironhide in the face. Yo, like, <laughs> they was taking our faves out, bro. Like I was like, dogs, what's what is life? What is life? What is life right now? But. Oh my yeah. God! Children of the day. I mean, but see now they know because like we had to deal with that, and children of the day got to deal with this. Like, ooh, whole that, bro. Like, yeah. I I can't imagine being a kid going into that movie theater like do 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 another Avengers movie, <laughs> and then <laughs> you know yeah, I've had a golf for the head, bro. <laughs> I've heard a few parents tell me it was a hard decision whether or not they were gonna let their kids see Infinity War because they wanted to see it, and it's like. You're going to have some questions to answer after that movie. <laughs> so tread lightly. Yo, shout out to my brother from Howard, my boy Damon Wilburn. He was like, yo, he can't take his daughter <laughs> to it. Like, because she was too hype off of Black Panther. Mm. Like, Black Panther was something, you know, a major moment in her life for her. So he's like, yo, I got to wait till at least the second one comes out and I know what it's about. And then, you know, we'll watch the first one on Netflix and then I'll take her to see the second one. Because, <laughs> no, no. And I fully understand, like, that'd be a hard choice. But like I said, Empire was the one, you know, for me, but that's not nearly as dark. And Transformers ain't live action. So, you know, that was harsh for me as a kid, but it ain't like seeing, you know, this is no place to die. Right. Talk about being stripped away. (laughs) (laughs) Your childhood about to be stripped away. (laughs) Oh, it still hurts. And with that, we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. Hey, what's going on, Fan Bros? This is Tatiana King-Jones, and I want to tell you about a new podcast called Nerdificent from comedians Danny Fernandez and Ify Wadiwe. It's a weekly deep dive into nerdy subjects that you didn't know you needed to know about. Whether it's the mind-expanding frontiers of VR or the surprisingly exciting modern renaissance of tabletop games, they'll take you from the origins into the surprising future of each subject, which is really a fancy way of saying they're going to go down a bottomless Google rabbit hole and tell you all about the coolest stuff they find. Nerdificent is a weekly comedic and informational podcast dropping every Tuesday. It's produced by HowStuffWorks Network's comedy division, creators of the Daily Zeitgeist and Culture Kinks. 
They're going to examine nerdy things that are currently trending, such as VR, Comic-Con, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, tabletop games, and more. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff J over here looking too good not for you to be subscribed to us right now. That's all I'm saying. Like, come yo, on. we didn't we didn't moisturize for you guys not to subscribe. Like, come I on. I mean, I mean, do you see this tan? Like, come on. I spent hours in the sun making sure this melanin is popping. No right filters. Here. No filters. No, no filters at all, folks. No filters at all here, folks. But you know what time it is. It's time for one of my favorite segments on Fan Bros Show, where we answer all the questions. The Quack. Is extra. You know, so if you have a question for us, make sure you send it in. Contact at fanbros.com or you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at fanbros show where you should be following us already. And what do you have up first, Jeff? All right. The first one comes from Dorian Doster. And he says, Hi, fanbros fam. How did you come about nicknaming the listeners letter section? The guac is extra. And also, what is your favorite kind of burrito? Thanks, Darren, a.k.a. This is America Chavez. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Wow. Wow. This is America Chavez. Oh, I hate you. so. I love you, but I hate you so much. Oh, that's a good one. You. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. Oh, Dorian, you rat. Oh. Oh. This is America Chavez. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, I'm even sick of that video, I'm but so- that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on task. Yo, that's a, that's a great question and really a great story. Just part of shows how everything comes about on Fanbro Show. Because we started off having the listener segment. I remember we first tried to do it when we first started, and we got no questions at all. Like, nobody sent in anything. We tried it for, like, three, four weeks, and we got, like, maybe one question in, like, a month. And we were like, damn, nobody even fucks with us like that. So, you know, we held off on it for a few months or so, and then people started randomly just sending in questions. So we were like, all right, let's bring this back. And then, boom, we started getting a lot more questions when we asked it, and people kept sending them in kept sending them in. But we had no title for it. You know, we, I think it was just like the listener section, or if you go back, like listener's questions early on. And then once again, you know, the Fanbro's Army, better yet a Navy, the Legion out there just came through and someone suggested it. Someone was like, yo, the guac is extra. Geekly ask questions. And, you know, I, I'm sadly, I, I have no idea who you are. But if you are, you know, thank you know, if you're listening right now, thank you very much. If you're watching right now, thank you very much. Just I have no idea, you know. And then uh but I do know Big shout outs to Super Bad Larry out there. Super Bad Larry came through with the drop you hear when you're listening to the podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. The guac is extra that you're not hearing right now because, you know, I can't do it with my voice, but it was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. 
And what's your favorite burrito? Oh, my God. You don't understand, Dorian. You're making me so hungry right now. It has to be anything with fish. I was just mashing down some mahi-mahi burritos down in the islands just last week. You know, a little, little drop for <laughs> you right there. You know, a little humble brag. But, um, yeah, anything fish burrito, tofu burrito. But, yeah, definitely top of the list fish burritos. Oh, my God. All day, any day, bro. Like, I'm from Houston, Texas. Like, <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Um, yeah, I can't go wrong with the with with the chicken burrito, man. The um, damn, I can't remember the the name. I show you how long I've had a burrito. I haven't had a burrito in a minute, but like the pulled like the pulled chicken. Mm. So I don't mm. know if it's roasted chicken or whatever, but you you can't go wrong with chicken. I've I've had fish burritos too before. Those are good. Um, you know the carne asada burrito. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying like I've had them all. I enjoy burritos so. That was a very uh, satiable question that you asked. Uh, thank uh, you so much. Wh- one more. When I first started going vegetarian, the seven-layer burrito at Taco Bell was life, bro. Like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like, the seven-layer burrito was life when I first went vegetarian. Like, mm. shout out to y'all. That, that's some poison, though. Sheesh. All right, what else we got? All right, next. This is from Danielle Davis. So they say... A few years ago, my now fiance got into a Twitter argument with a certain co-founder slash volunteer about diversity in Japanese media. Who could that be? I, I don't know. You know, if you're only a volunteer, then you can't be a co-founder, as, as I've heard somewhere before. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if logic was applicable to everyone, then everyone would be logical. Uh, my fiance was trying to explain to her that she can't put the same expectations on Japan as she would with American creatives because Japanese is a homogenous country. We're both black, if that means anything, shrug. Do you feel that Japan should have more diversity in their media, even though their racial makeup is overwhelmingly majority Japanese? Mm, That is a great question. I'm still wondering who that co-founder volunteer could be, but... (laughs) that's that's interesting that they got into this argument um that's that there's a lot of levels to this question because japan japan has a lot of history and a lot of their history is expressed through their media as in you know any countries is and so yes the fact that they're overwhelmingly japanese characters is one thing but the fact that a lot of their characters also have blonde hair and blue eyes and you know like in any culture and in most parts of the world fall victim or fall prey to a white supremacy to be short you know to keep it short like the idea that the white male blonde hair blue eyed is still the ideal still permeates japanese culture just like it permeates pretty much every culture in the world so that i think anyone could be held accountable to but you can't really hold japan accountable to it because they just you know suffer under the same system that the rest of the world does right and you i can't speak extensively about japanese demographics and their societies and everything like that because i've been done the research other than what i know just based off of living experiences and just what just the knowledge that i've gained what i will say is i i agree with you ben about using the European standard of beauty and letting that affect your art and your media. Because I I remember when I played Final Fantasy VII, how 
you know, you had you had Cloud, who was the bl- blonde haired hero, and then you had all of his his uh, team members. And Barrett, I'll never forget Barrett from Final Fantasy. I don't know if you ever played it, but um, nah. Barrett. So he was a, a big black dude with, <laughs> with a with a flat top, and he had a gun arm, <laughs> and all his dialogue was like peak '80s Louis Gossett Jr. Oh God! That was gotta, his whole dialogue, and I gotta Google it. right, like it's like, hey, hey, brother, you better, <laughs> you better come off that materia, or there's gonna be consequences and repercussions. No, <laughs> I'm about to limit break my foot off in your ass, and you know, and, and and I'm just like, damn, that's what they think of us. Like, they there was no more complexity they could have added to this brother. Like, I couldn't even get Terry Crews out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but um. It just shows how they perceive other cultures and inject it into their media and the things that we consume um, through their art. I don't have a problem with their anime and mangas and all of that being primarily Japanese slash Asian, Asian for race and Japanese being their ethnicity. I don't have a problem with that as much. I, I don't think we can demand diversity from them i think the 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 black japanese people the latino japanese people if they if they exist over there i'm i'm not i'm unaware but i'm just saying if there are marginalized groups that live in and and identify ethnically as japanese if there are marginalized groups there who want to see more of themselves in the media then i do think that they have all the right to advocate for it and to fight for it, and they should be represented. Uh, I, once again, I don't know the demographics, but yeah, if if they if they want if there's groups there that want it, then sure. But I, I can't expect them. I can't expect them to reflect it in their media when when maybe ninety percent of the country is like that because our demographics are nothing like that in in the U.S. Like by you've heard the the reports. That I think by like 2050, white is going to be the minority here racially. So you know, and 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 our history is also steeped in white supremacy and and racism and how that's been affected. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, I would say, from what I know. But um, if they're also going to reflect certain ideas of other cultures in their works, I would want it to be more complex. That that's what I would want, but I don't think you can demand it. Hmm. All right, I, a couple quick points to some of the things you said right there. I do want to say that like we talked about this a lot on the show, and even Asian isn't really a race. You know, it's more their culture. Like there's just the human race, and we've had this debate a lot on the show. And I know people are gonna come at me again with, "Oh, Ben's all lives matter and everything," <laughs> but you know, like let's just keep it real and understand that there's only one human race and there's a lot of different cultures and a lot of different ethnicities, whatever you want to say, but there's just one race. And most of that race is like we said before, under this grip or, you know, attack of white supremacy and Japan, like I said before, has a lot of history. Like there, you know, Japan was once an imperialist country that was defeated in world war two and had two atomic bombs dropped on their civilian populace. So they have a very unique relationship 
with the United States, you know, who did this and turned them into the country where they just took over by selling us TVs and, you know, toys. Good move by them. You know, can't be mad. Can't hate the game. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. So we can't really say, like Jeff said, you know, we can't demand diversity from them. But I would question some of their output, like I always do about, like, Dragon Ball Z. And I know everyone's trying to, once again, jump on my mentions and try and explain to me, blah, blah, blah. But all I'm saying is my man turns from a black-haired dude you know, with a monkey tail to a blonde haired, blue eyed man. And that's the epitome of his power. Uh-huh. Uh, do we have any other questions tonight, Jeff? <laughs> I thought you was going to start slandering Mr. Popo. And I was about no, to say, no, like, yo, see, leave, Mr. Popo, Mr. Popo. leave Mr. Popo alone, bro. Like, Mr. <laughs> Popo, I don't know if he's a brother. He may just be an alien, like, you know, the dark-skinned alien. I don't know. There's, but that, that episode of Atlanta was hilarious, by the way, because I knew. I was like, damn, they, 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 they hit Mr. Popo with strings. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's Mr. Popo. All right, so um, <laughs> yo, I, I tell Mr. Popo, yo, that you got Mr. Popo. It, it, I'd be more upset that they align Mr. Popo with a, a, a slang term for police. <laughs> but that's that's neither Mr. here nor there. So Mr. Popo is questionable in a lot of areas. Yeah, a little bit, a little say. bit. I, I can't front. <laughs> um, yeah. So final question from Philip underscore Winslow. The Billboard Music Awards honored. The iconic Janet Jackson Sunday evening. What are your top three Janet Jackson songs? Ooh, all right, Jeff. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Wakanda's favorite DJ got to fall back. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, You know, I, I grew up I grew up on, on Janet's music and a bunch of other icons. Like, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of her early stuff, those were like, those are just anthem soundtracks, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's hard for me to pick three, but I just picked the ones that I, I just like. Um, what Have You Done For Me Lately? Mm. That, that's, that's, a, that's a good shower song. <laughs> What have you done for me lately? Mm, 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 mm. Like you can't sing that song regular. You know what I'm saying? No, like you got no. you gotta like put some fervor into it, some passion, yes. some aggression, like something. Yes. Like you you you're asking for receipts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're asking for receipts. Um, that um, that's the way love goes. Oof. I love that one. That's off her self-titled album, if I'm not mistaken. Like that. That that one it was just like oof it was just a vibe it was just a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- the third one, <sighs> fucking Rhythm Nation. Okay, Rhythm Nation. Oh. I, mean, I don't think that's the one for me, but uh, you know it's, I'm just thinking Rhythm Nation. Maybe maybe Escapade. Ooh. Fuck it, I, I, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna say Escapade. I'm gonna say Escapade because okay. Rhythm Nation is one of those given. It's like Thriller to me. It's like okay, and what else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. But uh, yeah, I say those three. But she just has so many hits, bro. So many hits, and that's another reason why it upset me when certain culture vultures would try to come at her name. When if she ever woke up with their bank account, she would rhythm nation her ass off of a off of a uh, roof. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She'd be missing you much of her right, money. Right, right, right. <laughs> she would be nasty because she would be splattered across the cement because her bank account resembled that of an avocado. So. It's not all right. It's all she would be saying. Right, right. It ain't. She'd be screaming too. Are we talking about Parappa the Rapper over yeah, here? Yeah, you know, it, black, scent, black scent boy wonder. Oh, oh, Lord have mercy. He's the worst part of Hip Hop Squares. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Stop employing anyway. him 2018 and 99 and 2000s <laughs> for any type of cameo in black art. Find Uh-oh. somebody else. Get Peter Davidson. Fuck it. 
That's my guy, bro. Yo, from word. SNL. Get him. Yo, word get him before life. he's before he becomes problematic. Go get him, yo. <laughs> put him in some. Put him in your movies. Put him in your movies, bro. Yo, I was just talking about that. How he doesn't get the shine he deserves on SNL right now because he is hilarious. That's, that's a funny and, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, back back to the queen. Fucking though. Colin Jones too. Get Colin, <laughs> get Colin <laughs> Jones before they become problematic. Get one of them, man. You don't need this dude. Because Michael Che already on his way out. It's like, goddamn, Michael, come on, <laughs> keep it together, Michael. You got movies to do right now, bro. Right. All right. Uh, back to Miss Janet. I, and I'm glad that we're picking three different ones. I already said, you know, like you said, she'd be missing you much, and that I gotta go. Right away. Like, Miss You Much is probably Ooh. one of my top 10, 15, 20 songs, you know, of all time in general. And Janet, like, right there. Anytime, any place, bro. Come on. I mean, like, that beat, that, you know, everything. And then for the third, um, Got Till It's Drawn with Q-Tip. Mm. For, the, for the Dilla drums. Mm. For the Dilla drums, you know, like, come on. Like, yeah. So what I mean, was the second one? Oh, uh, anytime, any place. Okay. Oh yeah. Now you either Come you on. skipped it or I had a blackout or some shit. I'm gonna turn into a a, a Kryptonian killer at this point because <laughs> I had a blackout. I was like, where were we? What did you say? <laughs> Kara, save me! But um, <laughs> Martha. Right. No, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Anytime, any place, bro. That one is like, I mean, that's that beat. You know, that that's when Janet got that. You know, shows you that other side that you know I can appreciate. So, yeah. Mm. I'm I'm gonna have to fire up some playlists, man. Because wow. Woo, yeah. she got some yeah. hits, boy. Wow. Got, uh, yeah, definitely. Legend. Legend. She, she deserves all the shine and all the awards she's going to get because, man, she did her thing. I mean, you know, for decade upon decade upon decade, certain people, you know, might have had, like, like we said, you know, a bank account. If she woke up with the fame they had, you know, it, it, it's all kind of levels to this. Right. That, yeah, yeah. And you think about the family that she's in and, and, the the shadow the uh, the solar eclipse that was king of pop michael jackson and she she arose out of that young younger sister too and gained her iconic status like it it's it's something to be said like talented in her own right if if she wasn't a jackson she probably would would have been just as iconic if not more but just to be able to like how much talent that family has and and to come out of that like you know what i'm saying like to to become that icon where it's like you you, you don't know you you did you didn't know when she first started but not only that she's super talented actress all like yo she did a lot man she did a penny. lot right I mean, you got to go back to penny like right. you got to go back to good times right bro. like Good times and penny like I'll never. I mean, the first time I saw that episode, I broke my heart, bro. You know, it broke my heart. Like, and then you know to grow from penny, like you said though. But that's a big thing right there that you said, Jeff. Like to be under Michael Jackson, you know, to have Michael Jackson as the big brother and still to be able to establish yourself. Where you know when you say Janet, you know that's it, right? You, there's no ain't enough said, bro. Enough said. And you remember when they did Scream? That shit was like the space time continuum halted, right. bro. 
<laughs> shit was crazy. It was different. It was different, man. It was different. And they were able, and they're they're both good in their like their own right. Like it's not like you're like uh, the woman version of Michael Jackson or anything Mm-mm. like that. Like they're their own two distinct artists. Both can can uh, the dancing. I think is the one thing that links both of them because whew, you get into. A, imagine if you had to dance battle for money in school, and, and Michael and, and like I'm gonna get my little sister. Me and my little sister gonna beat your ass. We gonna cut a rug and take your money. <laughs> and you're like, whatever. You want Janet? Whatever. What's Janet gonna do? And then they break it down on you, and you're just like, yo, whatever, man. Hustling for you for their money. Like they're just they're just that iconic, and they elevated everything in this pop pop music um, superstar musician game. So you know, more, all due respect. That was a great question. I, I really appreciate that question. Like it got me you you got me reignited for some Demita Joe and shit, right? Ooh, yeah. I mean, it goes it. on and on and on. Word. And as always, if you have any question for us, as you see, we answer any and all questions. Thank you, you know, for all the questions tonight. Great variety. But if you have a question for us, make sure you hit us up on Twitter, at Fanbros Show, on Instagram, at Fanbros Show, or you can hit us on the email, contact at fanbros.com. Thank you very much. We're going to keep it a little short tonight. You know, thank you for all the questions. Thank you for the great intro. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me tonight. We're missing Tatiana. So, you know, we'll be right back next week. But make sure you're subscribed. Fanbro Show on YouTube right below. Hit that subscription button. It's free. It's on SoundCloud. You know, it's free. It's man. free 99. We're not asking you for nothing. We're not soliciting. We're not knocking door to door. We're not, you know, have you heard about our subscription model <laughs> for YouTube? <laughs> what do you, you know about fandom? <laughs> Where do you go? Where do you go after the seasons of your favorite show ends? Uh, home? Oh, Maybe, oh. but I have somewhere different. You go to Fan Bros, you subscribe to everything we have. Do that. Learn it, live it, love it. Word up. Speaking of favorite shows being canceled, y'all, I'm hearing that it's looking tight on Legion right now. Word? Word, bro. Nobody's watching it. I think it's because no. nobody's watching it, but it's it's good, man. It's good. Like, I, 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 I would... Highly recommend people watch Legion. Like I know there's a lot of content out there. Give it a give it a chance, especially if you like a good mind fuck. Like pff, Legion, yo, I'm still be watching. Like, all right, man. Like certain stuff is happening, and and it's it's all coming together now. But I'm like, oof, it, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, shout out to somebody that hit me up on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, and they asked me, you know, what I thought. I'm a little behind on the show right now. I'm gonna catch up. But like I say, people are saying that this might be it. They actually ordered one extra episode for this season, and people are saying that's why they're going to wrap it up, B. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I think it's a story that you could tell, and in, in, you don't need, like, eight seasons of it. But, you know, if they were going to explore certain parts of his powers that they haven't yet, you know, I, I'd love to see one more season. But hopefully, you know, if they do can it or whatever, depending on what happens with this merger, who knows if it gets resurrected, who knows if whatever have you carry those characters into the big screen, because all, all those actors like that play those roles, they, they do it well. So we'll see. We'll see. And like we said, as always, make sure you follow us on uh, on Twitter at Fanbro Show. I'm at DJ Ben. I mean, my partner at Jeff J says shout out to the rest of the team. D Chico Leo, Tatiana King, everyone else out there. Love, peace and blessings. Holla. Peace. Fan Bros.